That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, that's right. <laughs> MeUndies.com. That's M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S.com. How old is your underwear? You know, a recent survey showed that men kept their underwear for an average of seven years. What were women's reactions to that study? Sexy. No, the opposite. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Wow. They, they found that was a turnoff then. Exactly. Me Undies has the most comfortable underwear you have ever tried on. They fit perfectly. They don't ride up on you. And they literally pull moisture away from your skin so you're cool all day long. MeUndies sent us a gift bag, a box, if you will, mm-hmm. of their products. And we would have to promote them regardless. That being said, we really, really actually do love, love, love MeUndies. I'm wearing my MeUndies right now. As am I. Are you oh, really? Yeah. Because you're also wearing them. Yep. So we're, you were also wearing those yesterday. Yes. So you I had never them changed on for them. two days. Yeah. I, dude, I. Don't, I <laughs> Women actually will probably find this gross. Uh, guys, ch- guys save their underwear for seven years, except if they have me undies. Then they just wear them every single day. They're extremely comfortable. They really are. They're so comfortable. They're great for you, and they're great as a gift. So if you're looking to re-up your wardrobe just a little bit, uh, go to MeUndies.com and check out the pics of men, men's underwear. They also have, they have women's underwear. Yeah, and sexy women's lace thongs. Men and women underwear high quality material for your high quality standards for real for real for real i'm not even looking at a script right now maybe i'm supposed to be (laughs) i don't know these underwear are so legit i i do want i want people to try them and at under 20 dollars a piece you can change your underwear more than once every seven years in fact we can help you out even more if you go to MeUndies.com slash Amir, before September 1st... Wait, what? You'll get 20% off your first MeUndies.com slash Amir? Yeah. That's, uh, what? I just, I don't know. I'm more That's... of a catchy URL kind of guy. No, I'm catchy. Me-undies. Jake? <laughs> Jake we'll is just in as September. catchy. Relax, That's one dude. syllable. Yours is two. <laughs> Chill. So if MeUndies actually doesn't send us more, you can just buy. Go to MeUndies.com slash Amir. This will be the first time we used our own coupon code to buy stuff for ourselves. This is, yeah, this is Jake's honest promise right now. I'm going to use, even though I'm miffed that it's <laughs> your name and the URL, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this product using our gift code. So check them out. Go to MeUndies.com slash Amir. They guarantee you're going to be happy with them. So uh, yeah. Oh, and thanks for bringing us back on a short week, MeUndies. 
Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. Thanks, BetterHelp. Jake, I don't know if you know this, but we sort of all carry around different stressors, mm -hmm. big and small. Yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard some people do that. And if you're anything like me, you just sort of keep it bottled up inside and never mm -hmm. complain or talk about yes. it to anyone ever. Very deep, deep, deep down. Yes. You put on a facade, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a, and a masquerade. Mm -hmm. But when we do that, it starts to affect us negatively. It's not healthy. It's not good. That's why I use mm. therapy, which is a safe space to get things off your chest. And there's no better way to use therapy than with BetterHelp. Ah, very nice. So if you've been hearing a lot about therapy and you've been wanting to give it a try, but you don't want to, you know, go through the hassle of finding a therapist, driving their awkward waiting rooms, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Perfect. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, mm -hmm. you get matched with a licensed therapist, mm -hmm. and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Ooh. Love it. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to talk about it. Right. So get those things off your chest with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash segments. You go there and you get 10% off your first month. Ooh, all right. Segments, folks. Yes. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. To get matched with your therapist as soon as possible. And if you use that coupon code by going to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll get 10% off your first month. Nice. Give it a try. It'll help. Yeah. With BetterHelp. Uh, let's just get started. This was a very awesome, awesome episode. Things got real for sure. But uh, in addition to that, they got a little bit fake, which I think you guys will appreciate. Let's get started. If I were you, it's about to begin. We're going to hear from two very good friends, Jake and Amir. So then the mirror ear, you won't regret it. <laughs> you might regret it. You actually might regret it. If I were you. Show starts right now. If I were you, show starts right now. Michael Schultz. Michael Schultz, ladies and gentlemen. He's cool. Keep your eye on this kid. He's a rising star. <laughs> He's not. Uh, yeah, I guess. Keep your eye on this one. <laughs> Keep your eye on this one, Michael Schultz. He's just got that cool, like Jason Mraz, like when he. When he plays a song, it sounds like he's smiling. Yeah. He's and like, it makes yeah, me smile. Keep, yeah. Keep, in, keep an eye. Yeah. All right. He's having fun guys. with his music. Yeah. And he's I having fun with his music. He's not letting his music have fun with him. Oh, you have notes. <laughs> <laughs> You're so musical. It's a dialogue, dumb. Michael. It's a dialogue. <laughs> You have no, you you don't have any authority on this. Yeah, but I feel like I sort of have a musical ear. No. I do have perfect pitch. <laughs> you have perfect pitch. Give me a note. I'll hit it. Okay, C sharp. C sharp. <laughs> Another one. Prove me wrong. Uh, e. E. Yeah. E again. Huh. E again. E. <laughs> You're at the very least consistent. <laughs> Thank you. I can't prove you wrong because I don't you. know enough either. Thank you. Uh, hey, this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the interweb hosted by us. I'm Amir. I'm Jake. Uh, bonus Thursday up in this. I up guess it doesn't this. matter. People are going to listen bonus to it on Bonus Thursday any day. up in here, up, up in, in here. here. Y'all going to make me post a podcast <laughs> up in here, up in here. <laughs> You all are going to make me act a fool. 
up in here, up yeah. in here. Poor DMX, he was so worried about everybody uh, making him lose his cool. Yeah, up I really in feel here. like he he went there to lose his cool. Yeah, I feel like he never had his cool. Right, one, in- two, meet me outside, <laughs> meet me outside. Like you just wanted. That's what you were getting at from the beginning, DMX. You wanted us to meet you outside from the get go. Yeah, don't put that on me. <laughs> um. Cool. Should we? Uh, no, I think that's it. You're you're in a dark place. Yeah. What's the matter? Sorry. What's Gucci, bud? We got high yesterday, and I haven't recovered. Oh, we it. did get high last <laughs> night, didn't we? Let's save that for the break. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, so how does the show work? People email us uh, in need of advice, and we try our best to answer their emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird hearing it now, wondering, like, what the hell else did we used to say? I don't know. Well, it's different every time. Yeah. Uh, so these are real emails from real people, and we are going to give them fake names to preserve their anonymity. So... Do you have a fake name for this first email? Let's do Famous Stoners, just oh. like us. <laughs> yeah. This first That's email. That's what we're known for, right? <laughs> we're uh, in Getting High Comedies. Weeds. This one comes from Cheech and Chong. Oh, both of them? Cheech and Chong. One guy named Cheech and Chong yeah. writes, Hey guys, I'm from England, and on my way to moving to Australia, we visited family in Minnesota. I matched with an absolute dime on Tinder, and after two days of talking, we hooked up. I really like this girl, and I have the option to go to university in Minnesota. If I live in Australia, it will be easier to fulfill my career of being a pilot. But if I come back, I'll get the girl, but have a harder time becoming a pilot. Is this girl worth it? Keep in mind the sex was great. Any help would be much appreciated. Sincerely, Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong, you got it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did- Cheech Marin, but you're a little bit too Karen. <laughs> oh, nice. And uh, Chong, what's his last name? Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong, I already rhymed with Chong. <laughs> Don't do me wrong. Uh, yeah. Sounds like you're jumping the gun a little bit, Ace. I don't know. He did sleep with a girl. Should he not move to Minnesota for her? That's a decent idea. I remember um, when I slept with a girl, uh, I wanted to move to Minnesota, too. Yeah, although she lived in California. <laughs> Still. Oh. Uh, oh, I was on the run, on the lamb, going ham. <laughs> it's a little excessive to match with somebody on Tinder, sleep with them. No matter how good the sex is, no matter how much of a dime she is, to change your life goals <laughs> and instead of living in Australia, live in Minnesota. The opposite of Australia. So you're from so London much- on your way to Australia by way of Minnesota and you're thinking, hey, fuck it. I slept with one girl here. I'll live here now. I think this is me forever. This is where I can go to have sex. It's nice here in July. Certainly the weather doesn't dip well below, what, 70, 60 degrees? <laughs> I can handle the cold. You are, you're all weather focused. I'm just, you know, this is just a dumb move. You're, well, you're obsessed with weather. From Australia to Minnesota, that's the opposite. You right. can't have, it's going to be you, different. So I feel like weather, you're weather alone, so like, 
in a way, no matter who he slept with, you would be like, no, the weather's bad. Don't move there. Oh, yeah. In addition to that. Yeah. You're yeah. Just, I'm just anti-cold weather. Say, all right. So imagine this happened in Southern California. He's on his way from from London. To, I would think it's a slightly better idea. Really? Yeah. You just hating on Minnesota. Nah, nah, no, I mean, no, no. I'm just telling nobody. I'm just telling him not to live there. I'm not hating on Minnesota. Just saying they have bad weather. No one should move there. Minnesota's great. You're putting Minnesota on blast. The weather is atrocious. You're putting a whole state on blast. It's the cold. It is. It's an Arctic blast. It's a You're winter blast. Putting Okay. It's painfully cold. I'll put him on blast for... Sleeping with someone once and then uh, saying that you want to be in a relationship with them. Not just like that alone is kind of insane to be like, okay, we live in the same town. We slept together. Now are we now should I be in a relationship with this person? You're talking about moving somewhere for someone and And putting your career on hold. Is this girl worth it? Uh, Does she even want you to do this? (laughs) <laughs> if she found out, she'd probably be like, "You're a little." She'd be mortified. This is, yeah, this is a little too much. This is like this on this girl's end. It's like I slept with this guy. It was all right, but like you know, he's moving to Australia, so it's kind of like a no strings yeah. attached. Actually, I've been thinking about it. He's from. I think uh, I want to live here now. He's from England, though. Oh, very well then. <laughs> Same accent. <laughs> I can only do one. It's either American or not American. <laughs> it's either American or silly voice. So uh, yeah, I think this is. I think I'll stay here. Oh yeah, totally good bloke. Hey, yeah, uh, hey, uh, uh, <laughs> chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim churu. Move to Minnesota to be with you. Uh, yeah, don't move to Minnesota. You can be a pilot. You'll have plenty of sex that way. Yeah, you're going to Australia to become a pilot. I promise you should have sex in Australia. Then maybe you'll want to live there. Yeah. Just, yeah, at least try to have sex in two different places and then you decide. The best is at the beginning of a relationship, you can only imagine that it's going to stay that amazing forever and ever. Right. You only ever think think about the good things. Yeah. Which right when you've had a tinder single tinder date that ends in boning you're like oh this girl's the best this is the best possible relationship yeah we'll just meet up have sex forever and i'll live my life in 10 percent orgasm yeah 10 percent orgasm in this dream state called minnesota and this miraculous city called saint paul <laughs> you know they're actually from menominee right <laughs> menominee <laughs> Uh, don't move to Minnesota. That's the final answer. We'll say, do not move to Minnesota. It, it, you know, it gets better for a girl. This for is a the girl. opposite. No, I'm not like you. Not going to put Minnesota on blast. Uh, Minnesota's got its perks. Yeah, I mean, it's great there. Three months out of the year. Ooh, Arctic blast. Um. All right. Now, moving onwards. On to the next. On, on to the next. We'll never talk about that guy ever again. All right. In our whole lives? Uh, We need a lady's name. Is there a famous female stonesmith? Female stonesmith. Um, Ilana Glazer. Broad City, they're always getting high. Oh, Ilana Glazer. Right. (laughs) Hey, guys. I've known my current fiancé for a good part of a decade, but we've only been official for less than a year. We recently moved in together. I know I shouldn't have, but being the nosy, insecure person I am, I went through his things one day and found a mountain of pictures of him and his ex-GF. 
Normally this wouldn't bother me, being that they've broken up for years and that these pictures are buried in the back of a closet, but I guess what gets to me is the fact that he's still friends with his ex-GF on Facebook and Gmail, and I'm not sure whether they keep in touch or not. Is it wrong to be jealous that he still has some sort of connection with her, even if it is minor? I mean, wouldn't he be furious if I moved in and brought a bunch of pictures of me and my ex and was still friends with them on social networking sites? Should I tell him that this bothers me, or is it immature and petty? Thanks, Ilana. What do you think? Uh, one, you can't be friends with someone on Gmail. So right off the bat, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> if they had an email relationship, she'll be in his contacts. Yeah, that's going to be there. Two, I think being Facebook friend, like, it's weird that what bothers her is not the real photos that he kept, but the fact that he's still Facebook friends with this girl. Shouldn't it be the opposite? Like, he can be Facebook friends with her because that doesn't mean anything, but keeping the photos is bad? Yeah. Well, I just think this is always, like a weird slippery slope like do you nobody ever thinks about their exes right <laughs> that's not true it's just me <laughs> you're doing the thing where you don't do something and so you assume right. nobody does yeah um i need to actually i need to get better at that I'm, what you have to think about your exes more no i need to start i need to stop saying grand sweeping statements because they like sound cool because like i don't actually know what i'm t- like Nobody does this. Yeah. That's not true. Everybody does everything. But that's good. At least people are talking about it. You um, have to make like like vast generalizations. That really, way like people react to it. That's exactly it. Yeah. So I would say um, for the most part, I don't think like it's on his mind that he's got like a stash of pictures hidden away in his closet and and like he's got these amazing little secret relationships on gchat and facebook like he probably's not thinking about it at all definitely less than you are right like when you break up with someone you put their pictures away and then you don't think about them anymore yeah because in that moment you're like oh well i can't just like throw these all away right now it's it's too heartless so i'll put them in the bottom of this closet and then you're never going through your closet being like it'd almost be worse if like right now today he was like i need to throw away these pictures of my ex i have to get her out of my mind right she's Which already not in his mind that's why he hasn't thrown away the pictures that's why he hasn't deleted her on facebook or gchat that's the weirdest part about breaking up is that you have to just like throw away all these precious things not precious anymore but they were it's like right. photos of you the guys together that like were very touching and sweet you just have to put them in a dumpster and throw them away right because they Cause don't you can't ever keep them they become garbage but they become garbage not in like the sense that they're worthless. It's even worse than that because then like they become painful garbage for somebody that you end up caring about to see. Right. Like, oh, this is harmful, toxic waste. You sh- I should throw these away right now. There's a there's a gift that one of my ex-girlfriends gave me of like a she like put she took this photo of me uh in front of like a nice natural setting and like made it look cool and, like, montage and, like, framed it and gave it to me as a gift. And my mom still has it up in our house. And, like, it's a little weird because it's, like, this gift from an ex-girlfriend is up in my house. But, like, it doesn't really make me think of her when I see it. Right. But if I had a girlfriend now and she's, like, she, for whatever reason, knew that there was that still that painting, that picture of me up that my ex-girlfriend gave me, she would be very upset. Yeah, potentially. But it doesn't really quite mean anything. It doesn't, like... Right. I don't keep it up because I still have feelings for this. Or I think romantic all this stuff, feelings for him. Yeah, but th- I think this all goes back to like not how you feel, but how your uh, 
loved one feels. Right. So if you had a girlfriend who found that out and she was like, it really bothers me seeing that. You're like, oh, it doesn't bother me at all. But like knowing it bothers you makes me want to get rid of it. Like not that it matters either way. Right. It's almost worse. So I think like the, the worst thing would be like, hey, I want you to get rid of that picture. And you're like, absolutely not. It's part of my past, and I still miss this person. <laughs> In fact, like, I would still be with her if she didn't dump me. Yeah. Well, maybe that's another thing that I have going for me is that I've never been dumped. Yeah. So, like, there's not really any, like, there, I don't feel any desire to hang on to anything because, like, I was the one that wanted things to be, like, let go in the first place. But if somebody, I mean, I don't even think I have anything, but if somebody was ever, like, Hey, I want you to get rid of these like old love letters from your girlfriend. Like, oh yeah, sure. Uh, it was trash. I forgot to throw away. Yeah, let's right. Uh, yeah, fine. But why did you keep it? Because uh, I forgot it was in there. I also have uh, my report card from seventh grade, <laughs> but that doesn't piss you off, so you don't think that I like kept it for some weird reason. Just because I dated my English teacher, <laughs> I miss her. Uh, so I think. And it'd be a different thing because she mentioned like he'd be hurt if I brought pictures when I moved in. But like, yeah, if you like went through, you found pictures of your exes, packed them up and brought them to right. a new place. It's such a, it's a little more like if you just why? keeping them is one thing, but taking them with you. That's right. the, that's where the if you guys had is. moved into a new house. Then I'd be like, yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. You don't want to do that. He's just like a little hoarder boy. Do you have anything from XGFs that you're just like, I don't want to get rid of this. This is cool. Uh, not that I know of. I mean, like, there's a possibility that, like, maybe one of my exes, like, would have given me a book or something or, like, right. s- or a toy that I still have. But even something like that, I wouldn't even know anymore. Like, I... Right, it's not a I disassociated decision. so much. So, like, the only thing I could imagine is, like, if I had pictures of an ex-girlfriend somewhere i'd be like i would be happy to get rid of those because i know that they like shouldn't be around really right but it's like i it's so far out of my mind so that's where that's just why i imagine this dude is this is why after a breakup you should just get rid of everything the great purge throw everything away yeah actually you might as well preempt it just because your relationship is probably not going to last yeah odds are what are the what's the percentage of relationships that go not only through marriage but that end up not even in getting a divorce right it's probably such a small amount so, yeah so throw everything away now so if you're in a relationship throw everything away now even though quote-unquote burn all the books <laughs> burn all the books <laughs> burn all the books <laughs> what if they're not even gifts from loved ones we should burn books oh you're saying even separate from anything like in fahrenheit 451 <laughs> how did you know that that was the one book I didn't burn. The one book I didn't burn was Fahrenheit 451 because it made me feel like a real hypocrite. Burn all the books except for that one. Uh, so what would you tell this girl? I would say if the pictures are really bothering you, you could be like, hey, stumbled across these. Yeah. Uh, could you, like, I don't really like that you have them. And it'll probably be like, okay, I'll get rid of them. Right. I wouldn't go as far as being like, unfriend your exes on facebook unfriend like because then you that right your biggest concern is that you the ex is in that person's mind and heart and they're not but as soon as you bring it up as soon as you're like delete them on facebook delete them from gchat throw out that box then they're swimming in memories of their ex which is your greatest fear and the one thing you want to avoid right actually if i were you i would just throw away the pictures myself 
He'll oh, probably see if he never notices. know. And see if he does notice. Yeah. Whoa. Fuck it. What a social experiment. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a bigger deal to unfriend someone on Facebook. Like, if I unfriended one of my ex-girlfriends now on Facebook, it would be like, oh, I'm thinking about her still. Yeah. To keep her, because that's a change. To keep her as a friend means I'm not thinking about her. Exactly. Throw the pictures away. Keep a friend on Facebook. Burn all the books. Burn all the books. Those are your th- the three step, three steps to being uh, in a happy, loving relationship again. Uh, so she, you're saying, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Throw away the books. <laughs> throw away <laughs> the, the, the pictures. Throw away the pictures. Burn the books. That's an interesting thing. Throw away the pictures. He can't get mad at you. Nor can he ever say that, like, I can't find them. Yeah. You should just, like, clean out the whole closet. Be like, yeah, I got rid of, like, some of this old stuff. So I donated some jackets. No, I threw away all the pictures of your ex-girlfriend because <laughs> I don't know why you have those. What should we do for lunch? I'm thinking turkey lasagna. Uh, all right. Next question. We need another male's stoner's name. Uh, another male stoner? Uh, how about Jake Hurwitz? <laughs> I fucking love getting high. <laughs> I love smoking weed. I love doing edibles. And honestly, if I could, I would marry THC. <laughs> but you know you can't. I, the only reason I don't is because I know I can't. <laughs> of course. But you, if you could marry the chemical that gets THC? you high. THC? What does yeah. THC even stand for? Technically, <laughs> hot coolness. <laughs> THC stands for technically hot coolness. I should have said totally hot coolness. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you want to edit this? Podcast? You should. <laughs> should we edit that to, uh, to, uh, totally uh, hot coolness. Yeah. The first thing I said totally hot coolness. Uh, all right. So Jake Hurwitz writes Hey, dudes. I'm 18 and I'm about to be a senior in high school. Over the summer, my dad signed me up for improv classes and they started about a week ago. Since I can't drive yet, My dad drives me to the place and stays during class so he can drive me home. My dad says that it looks like a lot of fun and wishes he had signed up for the class. Here's my problem. The instructor let him join in during the last half of the most recent session, and he was terrible. He brought down the mood of everyone there and just made for a less fun class. Improv (laughs) just isn't for him. But he said it was so much fun that he was going to come with me next time with a check so he could join the class. Now, I don't want him to spend $210 on this because I just don't think it's for him, and I don't want to waste his money. I really don't want to sound like a brat as I'm very grateful for him to drive me there every week and pay for me, but I just don't think he should do it. So what should I do? Politely tell him he shouldn't do it or just let it slide and let him spend his money how he wants. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Love, Jake. Oh, what a sad situation. Yeah, we've had a lot of sad emails, but uh, this one's really sad a lot of sad dad emails yeah like my dad wants to help me pick out the car remember the, that was the season of the cheese original oh uh, yeah god uh, just like a dad wanting to do improv with his son and being so bad at it and then he's like that was great i think i'll join your class that was really fun son i bet you had fun improvising with your old man but you didn't know i had it in me huh <laughs> Oh, I tooted my pants. I'm going to save that one for next class. It's going to be a lot of fart jokes from your old man. <laughs> Certainly you can't get mad at me. I am driving and paying for you. Uh, the funny thing is if this kid kind of sucks at improv and his dad is decent. <laughs> his dad's killing it's it. Like, oh, my dad's like, 
improv is not for him. I'm the funny one in the class. And everyone's like, yo, your dad's awesome and you're not that good. No, 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 that's not it. So what would you do if your dad wanted to join in on your hobby? Um, well, I at this see, this is where I think that we can give real – like it, I would probably be really happy now if my dad was like, I want to – I want to try. St- I, no, I'd be really scared. <laughs> if my dad, if we were doing a show, if we were doing like College Humor Live, my dad said he wanted to try out five minutes of stand up. I think I would be supportive of it. Well, that's one thing, but like, if you if you wanted to be a part of our set, yeah, not even a part of your set, but a part of your class, like eight weeks of lessons, I'd be thrilled. I think that'd be really funny. But if you're a senior in high school, yeah, of course. Well, that's different. <laughs> You asked what I how I would feel. Me, twenty nine year old Jake, I'm chilling. That's cool. My daddy, huh, yeah. You never you never want to do anything that I want to do. So now, sure, <laughs> how fun for me, Dad, for you to finally take an interest. So yeah, sure, I'd embrace that. I might point out that never in his life has he ever wanted to do anything I wanted to do. So that's kind of cool that you finally do. But I'd like an apology for all the past the the past transgressions. Um, but yeah, I think if, uh, this is kind of the opposite of what's going on in your life when you crash your dad's soccer games and he feels bad because you suck at soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, he, well, he, uh, he thinks it's cool that I'm there. I think (laughs) don't pass him the ball. (laughs) He doesn't deserve the ball. Oh, damn it. He'll sometimes tell me to come to practice. He's like, you'll be skinned, so don't bother bringing a shirt. So I'll show up, shirtless, ready to play, and I, and I see that everybody is just blacks and whites. And yeah. I don't even have a shirt, either color. And it's like 38 degrees. Yeah, and he's like, oh, uh, you can just run home. And then somebody's like, I have an extra jersey. And my dad's like, damn it. And like, it's, <laughs> But it's cool, because I think he like he's saying damn it, that he's like, that he's making me borrow his friend's shirt, not that I'm playing. <laughs> That's the saddest thing. I'm so sorry. This is it, this I. I think you can. Th- first of all, this kid's not like a total asshole. No, he's sort he's, of aware that he's that he doesn't want to like, sound like a brat, right? And he, he and he's grateful for the rides. Yeah, I think you might be able to just be like, Dad, I really appreciate the rides, and I love that you want to do improv. I think it'll like throw me and take me out of this like these scenes, which is something that I've learned in improv that I need to be like really present for. Oh yeah, that's good. And I think doing these scenes with my dad, not that I don't love you, not that you're not great at improv, um, but I think us doing it together is going to rob us both of that rich experience. I think you should um, take your own class after mine's finished. That's a good idea. That way you can say, oh, it's it's not that you're unfunny, just that it's going to negatively affect my experience. Yeah. Or And you know what? Get your license, dog. You're 18. Then you don't need to worry about your dad driving you places. <laughs> That's what fucked it up to begin with. Don't you see? If he didn't drive you, you couldn't see it. If you I mean, couldn't I'd see be embarrassed it, you enough if my dad, if I was 18, my dad was just in the room watching. Yeah, watching. Like, like that improv, sounds pretty. Improv practice seems very high stress, like forced funny. And then to have your dad watching that and then like pulling up his jeans pants while he's walking onto the stage. Let me give this a whirl, actually. Oh, geez. Yeah, sure. I guess I see. Well, he's been to every practice, so maybe he is like he's down to just give it a shot. I also think when you're 18, everything that your dad says isn't funny. So you should uh, look around the room and see if other people are laughing. If they are, then embrace it. Yeah. 
there's I know a lot of cool dads, and then they're like eighteen year old sons, or it's like the sons are like, oh, just give it a rest, dad. And you're like, no, I mean it's fine, it's funny, he's cool. Yeah. No, 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 my freaking dad. My dad sucks ass. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Actually, you suck a little ass, kid. <laughs> Impossible. You're thinking no. of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just because I look like him. <laughs> uh, all right. So tell your daddy that you, you want to... Oh, you should do something else with him, but that your improv classes should be separate. That mm-hmm. way you can still hang out with him, just not in such a very uncomfortable environment. Improv lessons. Uh, all right. Shall we take a break? Let's do it. Uh, stonerings. Highs, highs and lows, musings on marijuanas. Um, well, you got high yesterday. Yeah, I think because I do it so infrequently, when I do do it, it hits me harder. Did it, you get like very stoned yesterday? No, I just have like cobwebs in the morning. What do you mean? You're like, like really I feel tired? like I feel yeah, I feel tired and heavy. Int- what did you do last night after you smoked? Uh, I watched Terminator Two with Streeter. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're it's like you're 17 now yeah exactly Everything you didn't do then you do yeah. now was it awesome yeah it ruled it was awesome <laughs> shit i should have stayed up <laughs> terminator 2 ruled but the last time i got high it was that uh that indoor football game and i got too high oh yeah well you guys you ate something yeah oh i like edibles, edibles are, are bad. the worst why does anybody want to feel that way? Because in theory, it's good because it's like, oh, I don't have to put smoke in my lungs. So, like, it's healthier. All I have to do is suck on this candy. But the yeah. problem is you don't know what how much is in it. Right. If I have a joint, I know, like, oh, okay, I'll hit this, like, three or four times and I'll be fine. That's right. good. And then if I have an edible, it's like, I don't Should I spit it out now? <laughs> have I gotten the appropriate amount of THC? And also, like... I, I, all I had was the, the a Jolly Rancher-sized candy... And after an hour, I felt fine. But then, like, after an hour and a half, I was so paralyzed. Like, yeah, my that's... body was vibrating. I went to go get food at a concession stand, and I was like, oh, no, I don't know what to get. So I ordered two hot chocolates. <laughs> I, I've never ordered hot chocolate in my life. I've never wanted <laughs> hot chocolate. And I was just like, mm, two hot chocolates. Part I got to make brain. up for lost time. <laughs> I've never had a hot chocolate, but right now I want two. Who orders hot chocolate at an indoor football game? Who goes to an indoor football game? Not a lot of people, I will tell you that. Was it good? Uh, It was too much. (laughs) The high or the game? No, the the hot chocolate. Oh, the hot chocolate felt great at the time. Because my in my brain, I was like in a a frozen tundra, and every sip like made me really happy. But it was not fun to be that stoned. Yeah. No, I never ever like feeling like that. Also, like the timing is terrible. You, if you suck on a Jolly Rancher, you're really high an hour and a half later. <laughs> yeah. No, if I want to smoke weed, it's like an impulsive decision right then and there. Like, cool, yeah, I'll, I would like to be high in the next five minutes. Great. Not okay. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna suck on this now, and in two hours I'll be dead for three hours. I was dead for longer than three hours. I was gone. I was done for the rest of the night. It was over for me. That does not sound like a way I'd want to spend my time. Uh, yeah, but it's. I guess it's more fun to eat something than to breathe it in. I don't know. No, it's not. 
We're discussing how it's not. <laughs> well, I mean the act of it. Like, I'd rather eat a cookie than smoke a cigarette. Oh, I'd rather smoke a cigarette than eat a cookie. Really? But it tastes good. Yeah, but like, I, I love the aesthetic of like passing a joint around and feeling like that paper between my fingers and the smoke. <laughs> whoa, and whoa, like, whoa. You are advocating drug use right now. Drug use is legal here. In Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, weed's basically legal at this point. Well, what's your relationship with it? Um, I used to smoke a lot of weed when I was in high school. That was your most? Yeah, when I was in high school and like, I guess, early college, I smoked the most weed. And which is what, every day? Um, I probably smoked, not every day, but maybe like four or five times a week. In high school? Like after high school? Yeah, like after school. And I was like selling it uh, a little bit. (laughs) You get arrested. (laughs) Oh, shit. Did your mom know this? Did you tell her to turn it down? Um, She knows. Well, my mom and dad caught me. Caught you selling it? Yeah, I thought I told you this. I don't know if I know that your parents caught you dealing drugs. So I would buy like... I wasn't like a big time drug dealer. I would buy like an ounce, which separates into like 27 grams. You could sell a gram for like 20 bucks. Uh, that was the price back then. Now it's, I think it's less. But so I would buy an ounce and I would separate it into little gram bags. You had a scale? Yeah, I had a scale and I had like a ton of little plastic baggies. Where did you get that? Uh, I don't want to put this dude on blast and stick in case he's, st- in case he's still selling it. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but let's just call him Ricky the Weasel, <laughs> uh, which is not even close to his name. So it was just this other kid in my school that was li- like his brother, his like older brother was like moving larger quantities and he could like grab an ounce for me. Right. So I would get that. I would separate it into little baggies. I would weigh it all out and then I would sell it to like uh, kids at school. <laughs> Basically, uh, you could have been arrested. I guess... But I was never like traveling around with like ounces in my car. It was like right. little bits. I probably would have just gotten in trouble. I was also I was younger than eighteen, so I couldn't have gotten in that much trouble. But I kept it in like this drawer in my basement that I didn't think anybody ever went into. The basement uh, drawer. The basement drawer. The forbidden uh, basement drawer. And I went and I. How did anybody my, break the lock on your basement drawer? The nobody. Well, here's what did happen. I went and I raked my grandparents' uh, yard uh-huh. like a good little boy. Yeah. I came home. I was uh, unbuckling my seatbelt. And, like, the next thing I knew was just the door was open and my dad was, like, grab. He'd never, like, physically grabbed me. But he, like, grabbed me by the shirt and he pulled me out of the car. Whoa. Like, Are you selling weed? Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah. Because he didn't just, like, catch like me a with, cop. like, Yeah. He didn't just catch me with, like, a little bit of weed in my pocket. Like, you're smoking weed. Like, they caught me with that, like, all the time. My mom would wash my pants. There was just, like, weed or I'd come home and reek of it. So they like, knew I smoked. But like my dad found the baggies, the scale, and like four hundred dollars. <laughs> oh like, my okay, god. I'm definitely <laughs> I'm caught. I'm completely caught. But the worst thing was that he he took like a full ounce of weed. He so, ate it in front of you. He You deal the, weed? I want you I want you to look what it does to your old man. <laughs> <laughs> he just started laughing and eating. <laughs> this is actually really chill. I'd like to go into business with you, son. Can we do this thing together? But that was the worst part because I had like, I had I needed to sell it to make my money back. Like I was in the hole. Like I think I had split this package with somebody else, so it wasn't just like my money that was getting fucked with. I like needed to give this dude 
Did your dad bucks. get that? So, oh, I eventually just I went to him. I was like, I won't. I'm not going to sell it anymore. But like, I I, I need to get rid of this. <laughs> you have to let me have it back. <laughs> He's like Jesus, and he let me. He let you what? He gave it back to me. I needed to sell it. He you he let you sell off the ounce of weed that you had. I think he. I don't think he knew that I was like selling it to. I think he thought that I could get my ass kicked. He was like. <laughs> Uh, you can give it back to the guy who gave it to you or something. <laughs> did they, did it scare you enough to never do it again? Um, I, I can't remember if I continued to sell after that. I think what the real thing was that I was only making, I wasn't like making enough money for it to be worth like the stress and the risk. And yeah. People, if, like if you're still raking yards for cash. Yeah. And my friends were such little shitheads. Like they'd call me up and be like, yo, can I get a gram? And I would drive down to their house and they'd come out and be like, oh, we only have like 14 bucks. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Dude, Ricky the Weasel's going to have my thumbs for that. <laughs> uh, but then, I, like, the real, like, I would smoke and I saw Lord of the Rings and King Theoden is talking about getting old and dying. I was like, oh, shit, my grandparents are getting old. Oh, no, everybody I know and love is going to get old. And then I was like, these, like, 10-minute hyper freakouts or I'd, like, go to the concession stand at the movies and be like, everyone knows I'm high. Everyone <laughs> thinks I'm high. Everybody thinks I'm a weirdo. So, like, it became less and less worth it to smoke weed because I would have, like, these mini panic attacks. And then at a certain point, I started anticipating them too much, and I would, like, give them to myself. So I'd start thinking about things that would inevitably freak me out. So now it's just, like, I don't want to smoke weed. I don't want to, like, over... I don't need to be over-analytical of anything. Yeah, you're already too neurotic. Yeah, there's no point. So I'll smoke weed to, like, relax me if I'm already drunk. But I I don't think it would be very fun to, like sit around eat do an edible and then just yeah. like lay on the ground it seems like most of the quote unquote potheads that i knew like the ones that got high a lot uh telling them not to smoke doesn't do anything it like they have to smoke so much that they no longer like it right like those are the ones that actually stopped like oh i quit why because uh i just didn't like it anymore it wasn't fun it got boring right cuz it's at first it's cool so then you're like, oh, I want to do this. It's cool and edgy. Even though it's not very fun, at least I'm cool. And then when you're like, reach that age where you're like, oh, wait, this isn't cool and I don't like it. Why am I doing this? I think I'll just stop. Right. But then there are other people who smoke <clears throat> their whole lives. Yeah. AKA the president. What? Yeah. Obama, you don't think's fucking ripping a ghosty? <laughs> right now? Yeah. A gravity bong. Jesus. In the Oval Office. That's so pimp. <laughs> uh, all right. That was our, uh, them's the break. Them's the break, indeed. Uh, one last question? Yeah. Ooh, this one's from a lady. Another stoner gal. Not a problem. (laughs) Good, then. There we go. One time. Her name is... Jim Brewer (laughs) in a wig. There's got to be another stoner chick. Uh, stoner chick. Yeah, isn't I think that we're missing like a really obvious one, and everybody's gonna get mad at me. Alicia Silverstone. Or... <laughs> Alicia Silverstone writes, "I'm a 26 year old accidental virgin. I say accidental since I didn't base this life decision around any religious reason, nor did I ever expect to be breaching my late 20s with that label still attached. 
When I got to college, I had decided that I wasn't going to have sex until I felt like I was in a committed enough relationship that wouldn't have me ultimately regretting the decision. Now, don't get me wrong. I pretty much did everything else with guys, from random hookups to casual relationships, just not the full deal. So eight years have passed since I started college, and little did I know I would be spending the first half of my 20s avoiding serious relationships like the plague. Now that I'm finally out of school and focusing more on my personal life, I've been dating pretty consistently and will most likely soon be faced with a dilemma. Do I tell the lucky guy that I'm still a virgin, or will that completely freak him out? Love, Alicia Silverstoner. Mm. Mm, I don't know, man. Would it freak you out if a girl you're about to hook up with said she was a virgin? I might have some questions about it. I might be a little bit nervous. That happened to me a couple years ago, I think. That... And did it make you not like the person? It made me a little nervous because I was like, this is a meaningful act to a lot of people who, especially people who have been waiting, even though like that could be wrong as it would be for a guy to assume that about this girl. Mm -hmm. It's like, maybe she's saving herself for someone special. I hope she doesn't think I'm special and I'm going to be like seriously committed to her. Can you just not say anything? Or is it noticeable? Well, I guess it depends if her hymen is popped, right? Or Yeah. Because if there's blood and it'll be tight, she might need to tell them so it's like more gentle than uh, sex with non-virgins tends to be. So you do have to say, if she's still waiting for a committed relationship, maybe she might as well tell the guy that. Right. If, you're, if you want it to turn into a committed relationship, you should start with being honest with somebody. Right. Either I you, could you just go to a gigolo and just be like, take this burden from me, <laughs> remove this scarlet letter, sir, <laughs> pound it away, <laughs> take my burden. Can you pop your own hymen with a Dildo? vibrator? Probably. <laughs> a vibrator actually rests on your clit, so a dildo is what you're talking about. Oh, interesting. No, I, wait, vibrators probably can go in your vagina too. It's just. I'm thinking of like a rabbit or something. Uh, so the question specifically is, uh, oh, there's actually a follow-up. Is being a 26-year-old virgin a deal-breaker to the average non-religious, sexually active 20-something male? Would you be freaked out if your next girlfriend was a virgin? I'm sure it's... It's, it's not a deal-breaker. It's not a deal-breaker. What would, happen, what would you do? I I think if I went on several dates with someone and then like we were already getting to the point where it's like oh sh- we're gonna like have sexuals, then if she said that to me, I wouldn't be like whoa, get away from me, no way, deal breaker, deal breaker, deal breaker, <laughs> combo breaker. <laughs> we should get that game. <laughs> uh, so it's not a deal breaker. I think you can say it. Right, if anything, I- it's kind of like it kind of will maybe help like, Oh, you trust me more than anyone else ever. That's true. But then a lot of guys don't want to be in that position where they're like locked into something. They're like, wow, you are going to be inextricably emotionally tied to me. Do you know how many girls virginities you've taken? No. Would you guesstimate a percentage of your total ladies? Uh, probably very little. Like, Zero to five percent. I don't know what. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Sure, because most of them came later when everyone was sexually active. Yeah, right. 
I so I think you should, you could maybe anticipate like these guys' concerns, which will be, does this mean you're like, I, I it's just a lot of responsibility to be somebody's first. Is there anything to not saying it? No, I, I think she should say it, but I think she might also be like, and I'm not like expecting you to like be my boyfriend and commit to me and like do all this. I just want you to know that I am a virgin, but right. I'm totally like, preface cool with it like, by saying no pressure. Keep, like, yeah, this is we're like a casual thing growing, whatever. I'm not trying to, not that she should even have to, I guess, but like, that would be my concern. If I was dating, if I was go, went on a couple of dates with someone and it was like getting to that stage and they're like, I'm a virgin. I would be like, my first thought is, are you saving yourself for someone special? Cause I'm not special. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> so I would want that girl to be like, I'm a virgin. I know you're an asshole. It's fine. I just want to just like, by you saying that you're a piece of shit, you're an asshole, you're already special because most guys are that and they don't think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm special. I'm cool. I'm yeah. not an asshole. Because you at least are self-aware enough to recognize that about yourself. Or am I so big of an asshole <laughs> that I know that saying I'm an asshole puts me in sort of a better light than other guys? Dig deeper, you're saying. Dig deeper. There's a third turn where you're an asshole again. You look in the mirror. I'm not there. You flip the mirror a little bit. There I am. It's a third dimension. <laughs> Mention me, but uh oh, I'm still a piece of shit. This is like when I called you a peanut M M&M. and M. Like on the on the shell, you're hard and bad, but there's chocolate underneath you. Right. So keep digging, <laughs> and you will actually re- you'll see the core is a shitty little peanut. That's me. You're a peanut. I am a peanut M M&M. and M. Big and yellow. Oh yeah, yellow because I'm a coward. Chicken, chicken shit, <laughs> chicken schnitzel. Uh, all right, so let them know. Tell them. It's okay. Right? Yeah. And I think as long as you're being clear about being a virgin, like, be extra clear about what you really want even beyond that. Uh, yep. Cool. Great. Clarity. Done. Next. Uh, if you have your own own questions for us, you can email them to show at gmail.com. We also start and close every episode with customized theme songs written and recorded by our awesome fans. That first one was from Michael Schultz, and this last one is from Henry and James. Oh, also, I wanted to mention that uh, Dave Rosenberg, our buddy, had a good idea that uh, if there are any like talented visual artists as well as musical artists, you can create uh, and send us a cool uh, thumbnail image for our podcast, and whenever we post it to Facebook, we can uh, actually use a customized thumbnail instead of using the same one over and over. So if you have any ideas or if you think you want to take a crack at like making a new thumbnail for our podcast, we'll use it when we upload it to Facebook, and people will be able to see it that way. Uh, all right, that's it. See you Monday, everybody. Bye. Send all your
Loveline is no longer limited to the coast-to-coast radio model. That's true, Dr. Drew. We are now global and on demand. Go to podcastone.com where you can download full shows right to your computer or phone and take us with you on your commute or even to work or to the gym, grocery shop, wherever you're going. Take it, download it. The same old Loveline show that airs nightly on the radio near you. They're all now available whenever and wherever you want. The free Loveline podcast only from Podcast One at podcastonepodcastone.com. Yeah.